Welcome. In today's session, we will look at the state of New York and what we call the 1099 problem or the independent worker problem. In this session, what we do is we will look at this from two different phases. We'll look at the 1099 independent worker and how is it implemented in the state of New York, as well as we will compare this with the child support process. Let's get started. Hello, my name is Chris, and in this session, we will compare the child support process and its program and its conflict with the independent worker classification. In this session, uh, we always rely on our non-lawyer maxim, and we will look closely at what is called Scherer versus Cullen. And that is, there can be no sanctions or penalty imposed upon one because of his or her exercise of constitutional rights. In New York, under the child support program called wage garnishment, which is 45 CFR 32, for the last five years, their collections, income withholding, has been consistent. In 2014, they had about $1.69 billion collected. And their best year, which was 2016, they had a high of $1.75 billion. In 2018, which is the last year reported, it is $1.72. So over the last five years, they have been consistent at around $1.7 billion. Let's now look at the gig economy, now that we're in the 2020 uh, new decade. So the growth of the internet had two classifications of workers. There's always been two classifications, but the internet has spawned even more independent workers. They are contractors, freelancers, entrepreneurs, programmers, uh, and the like. On the other side of the employment is what we call wage earners or the W-2 worker. If you are an independent contractor, you get what is called a 1099 miscellaneous form in which to report your taxes. For the wage earner, they receive what is called a W-2. Under the rules of child support, you can only garnish from a W-2 worker, but you cannot garnish from a 1099 worker. Let's look at some examples. Uh, under the gig economy, the delivery which is you know, ordering on the internet has become a very big market for Amazon and so forth. So let's look at some examples. If you earn, independent worker, $6,000 from delivery, or if you're Uber driver or Lyft driver, you make about an average 8,000, or you're a warehouse uh, person, you make about 3,000. What are the differences? Well, there's a likelihood that if you're in the independent or 1099 category, your wages cannot be garnished. In other words, it stops there. But if you are a warehouse or work for a big box store or a big retailer, more than likely you are a W-2 worker in which they take out uh, state local taxes and benefits. You are a W-2 worker. Here is an article. It goes into further into the gig economy, and it states here that people are avoiding child support 
by becoming a part of the gig economy or independent worker. That is a very false equivalence. Uh, this article is written in 2017. Uh, people are not becoming part of this economy because they want to avoid child support. They're, they're becoming part of this gig economy because there's an opportunity to be an independent worker or run your own business. In this article, it says that 70% of withholding from child support is done through income withholding. And the, the independent contractor, 1099 worker, are not included in that amount. On this channel, we have a video called Know Your Rights. Uh, we suggest that you review that uh, video. If you haven't seen it, go right ahead and take a look at it. This brings us to a section called Call to Action. This is where we pose the question, and then we provide a remedy uh, at the end. So we're posing the question of how do you get your money back if you are a 1099 worker or independent contractor and you were forced to pay child support? So here we are in terms of the President's Executive Order 13563, which came into effect on January 19, 2017. And part of that executive order, it states that 1099 workers, their payments, their assets, do not go through the child support program known as a database where they store all child support payments under the state directory. It further went on to say that they are excluded and they need what is called the act of Congress in order to make this happen. In other words, delegation from Congress. Now, there are many people out there going around saying the current president implemented this law and they're celebrating that. However, that is not true. The current president was installed or sworn in on January 20th, 2017. However, this executive order went into effect one day earlier, January 19th. So it's important to be accurate. Uh, on the screen here, I put the signature of the prior president of course, is Barack Obama. Where did I find this executive letter? Well, I went on what is called the Federal Registry. The Federal Registry lists all the code statutes that are updated and are then implemented uh, throughout the country. It's also good here to note that even when a state official is administering a federal funded program such as child support, that state official is acting under the color of law. And the case law is Tongle versus usury. And we'll talk more about that and how this works with this independent contractor's classification. Where else this executive order letter was referenced? Well, here in the 2017 Bar Bulletin from King County Bar Association, which is in Washington State, in the second paragraph, it says here, the rules comply with the President Barack Obama directive in the executive order 13563. And that is, these are the new rules for child support. So basically, attorneys know about uh, the new classification. Where else did I find this information? Well, under healthandhumanservices.gov website, it says in the first paragraph, again, Executive Order 13563 for child support. So 1099 workers. 10, if you do not know, we'll just 
uh, give you a brief history here. The 1099 worker or the independent contractor are put in a separate category because this classification comes from the Internal Revenue Code or the U.S. Treasury, and it's under Chapter 24, Subsection C. And this is where it defines the independent worker and the classification. It further went on on the Statute 530, which is called Consistency Requirement, is that as you treat all workers in similar positions the same. That is, an employer cannot label an independent contractor as an employee, likewise cannot reclassify an employee into an independent contractor. That is, they don't get that flexibility. They follow the Treasury, they follow the U.S., and, and that's it. And now, bear in mind, keep this in mind as we go forward to this presentation. Again, we have a video on here called Know Your Rights. Under the Child Support Employment Manual, which are given to all the employers, this is dated September 2019, under the section called Terminations, one of the, the categories says, if you voluntarily take child support or income withholding from an independent contractor, you should notify the agency. Now, why are they doing this? To me, I think they're covering themselves legally. What they're saying is, if you did this, we did not tell you this. This is voluntary. If you go forward, all we're asking is you notify us that you did this. But we know where in this manual where it says that you are to collect income withholding from an independent contractor nowhere in the manual. And this manual is only a few months old. So let's look at garnishment. Garnishment, as we said, it's 45 CFR 32, where the wage garnishment and child support. Under the child support program, they can take or garnish up to about 60%. In the case of California and Texas, they want to take up to 80% of your of your income for uh, for as garnishment well under the CCPA which is a consumer credit protection act the garnishment limit is actually 25% but again the legislators were able to get child support program to take more than the federal limit well let's take a look at this case called Keith in Rick Rickety Jones Ricky D. Jones. I know, Ricky D., correct? Right. So in this case of Ricky D. Jones, the judges rule that pursuant to 15 U.S.C. 1673, which is the garnishment protection, that it exempts independent contractors. What does that mean? It means that independent contractors are covered under the CCPA, uh, 1673 Act. So the maximum that you can take from them are 25%. So let's see how this regulations measured up to the garnishment for child support. In my opinion, uh, Code 22 USC 7102, it says abuse or threat of a legal process. Now, why am I saying this? If you were told that you can garnish a 1099 or independent worker with their employer, that is false. And this statute says, if you continue to abuse or threaten someone in order to get them to do something that otherwise they would have not done, 
you are breaking the statute and code, which means you have a legal right to defend yourself using this code as well as a possible lawsuit. In section eight, it goes on to say the term involuntary servitude, which is any scheme, plan, pattern, or intent to cause a person to believe something that otherwise they would have not have believed is also a violation of a statute. So in my opinion, if a if an employer said, you independent contractor 1099 worker, I have to garnish your paycheck because it is the law that is not true. The executive letter says that's not true. So here you could use this code in which uh, to launch what I call an objection. So that's just my opinion, but let's look at someone else who've looked at this program. Uh, this association uh, put together this research breach. It was done on March 2019 uh, by Glosser and German. And what they look at is the independent contractors and the non-traditional worker and the implications on the child support program. In this article, in this research paper, they looked at this increase in the, the independent worker, but they noted one thing in their study that New Hampshire, Texas, and New York are forcing their uh, em uh, employers to garnish independent contractors. In fact, in New York, they include independent workers inside the database. Remember, the executive letter clearly says they do not belong in that database, what is called the state directory. So here's an issue. I've heard people say this, get rid of your social security card, your security number, and then that way you don't have to pay child support. Actually, according to this, it doesn't matter whether you use your social security card or not. If you want to implement that strategy, uh, you're, sh you're free to do that, obviously, but that does not mean you're not in the database. Clearly, in New York, you are in that database regardless whether you've used your social security number or your EIN number, which most 1099 and independent workers use. So here's the table, again, from the same article. So not just my opinion, but the opinion of the article that New Hampshire, New York, and Texas has started the process for creating mandatory what is called deductions for independent workers. Here it says New Hampshire has already implemented it, as well as Texas. But for New York, the 1099 employer, it's not mandatory. Again, we know it's not mandatory for all 50 states, but these states and other 15 other states are attempting to implement this process. Again, we have the video, Know Your Rights. So we've said on this channel many times, 45 CFR 264.30 is where the state agency must refer all appropriate individuals in the family for whom paternity has not been established. What we're saying is we have proof and evidence that the states are including every male, every man in their database, as well as the categories for whether you are a W-2 worker or a non-worker, you are also in that database. So this is our evidence to show whether they've admitted or not Every man in this country, this is our belief and our opinion, is in the child support database, even though some people do not have an active case.
We have a video on this channel called Defend My Rights. This is where you can defend your right if you should not be in that database. So let's look at New York specifically now. Again, this is the part two portion of this. We now know that independent workers are not included. Correct. New York created this fact sheet. It says here that they've defined independent uh, contractor in New York, but in the bottom it says here, employer income withholder responsibility. So let's highlight this section. And what it says is employer or income withholding must take immediate action to withhold support from income of independent contractors named in an income withholding order. And they define that under New York Civil Practice Rules 5241. So right here, what New York State is doing not only is false, it is a lie. It is a straightforward lie. And I hate to use the word lie because was this a mistake or an accident? Everyone knew about the executive letter. The Bar Association in Washington State knows about it, which means other Bar Association. If you are using an attorney and that attorney is claiming that they do not know, that's plausible deniability. New York is attempting to enact a law that is not a law. This is where your constitutional challenge is. When I said Share versus Cullen, it says exercising of your constitutional right cannot be charged. This is where it is applies. Also in New York, uh, there's a case called Haywood versus, Cur uh, versus uh, Curtis Drone. This is Justice Stevens from the Supreme Court. What they're saying is, that if you decide to do a 1983 lawsuit against the state, they cannot distinguish between your constitutional right, uh, 1983, and other. It must be included as part of the regular court process. What New York was doing was they were segmenting all the 1983 charges into a separate uh, court or tribunals to treat them as, well, that's a federal uh, law designation, and therefore we don't have to deal with it. That is not true. That means if you decide to launch your lawsuit, either at the federal level or the state level, according to Justice Stephen and the Supreme Court, it does not matter. States' authority to organize a court uh, must be within the structure of the Constitution. So that further state, when you launch your challenge, you're within your constitutional right to do that within the state or at the federal level. So this brings me to, uh, and again, I'll briefly mention this, a celebrity, right? You hear that a lot of celebrities are paying $5,000, $10,000 child support. I think I heard one celebrity paying $25,000 child support. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Most celebrities have attorneys or a group of attorneys. Again, attorneys know that Independent workers, which a lot of celebrities, again, I don't know their their strategy, their uh, their classification, but I would say that some are probably their own businesses. Uh, they don't fall under this. So the news media who broadcast, they're paying this. I don't understand it. Again, I'm just mentioning here. I don't have any plans to do a video on it, uh, really, because I'm more focused on the rest of us. But this is an interesting uh, category. So here we are. Uh, where we say, give back my 1099 paycheck. I suggest and recommend 
that you review the Justice Department letter and the COL form. If there's anything that I think, and some people don't like that form, but I think this is where the form really comes in. 1099 workers are not included within the child support. You put in a 427102 definition that says you cannot be forced into a legal process of which you should not be. This is a perfect reason to give those support magistrates, those uh, quasi-judges, the COL4, and look forward to a possible lawsuit and a refund. We also recommend that, that you look at 29 CFR 870.10. And we also have two videos on our site that says, give me back my 1099 paycheck, as well as uh, the template an independent worker could use in their case. Again, it's just a a short template. You have to expand on it. And we will say here as well, whoever's template you want to use, you designed your own or you download it, off of a website or you purchase it, it doesn't matter whose template you use. Uh, and we welcome if you want us to, you know, have discussion on that. But regardless of where you put together your petition, you must address the issue that 1099 workers are not included in child support because that is your remedy. It is your number one remedy if you fall in that classification. It is a subject matter jurisdiction. This is, in our opinion, a motion to dismiss the action. Again, if you disagree with us, uh, feel free to send us an email. So here we are is where we said uh, anything we've discussed in this video or any other video, um, please feel free to send us an email. We also ask that you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as press the notification bell. Uh, The reason for that is this gives us an opportunity to expand our information further using the platform. They have other tools that we could utilize depending on your subscription level. We also ask for a small donation. Uh, We put together this research uh, in all of our videos and we point to relevancy. That is, we tell you what we think the issues are, and then we point to the statutes and code you could use in order to defend yourself against the child support program. So we're at the end of our presentation, and thank you for watching as well as listening. And we're saying New York has a major problem with the 1099 program. And here we have some other videos that you could look at as well. Thank you. Have a good day.